0: Hey, and we're live, so welcome to the ben Around the World podcast episode four, this time I'm trying something a bit different, uh, I'll be back with my usual catch up with Dan next Tuesday, um, but this time around I'm speaking to Alex from, or on Instagram as Prestige uh, World Ride, I think one of the coolest things about cycling around the world is uh, just meeting random people along the way, and uh, Alex and I have never actually met in person really enough, but We're both uh, cycling around the world in our own special ways. So um, Alex is joining me from a (laughs) a very surprisingly clean hotel. Whereabouts are you now, Alex? Um, I've forgotten the name of the town, but
1: it's basically the border between um, Thailand and Malaysia. So I cycled from Halong today, so about 165 kilometers um, to the border and then tomorrow I'll myself but thank you for having me on the uh, on the podcast I'm excited I've listened to so many podcasts along the way I feel like
0: you know I've been trained. <laughs> yeah, absolutely well to kind of go back to the start I think it's always interesting for people to know the question that I get a lot as well is like um, how you got into cycling in the first place and into the adventure side as well I mean cy-
1: cycling in the first place was um, really because of Chris Hoy in the I think it was the 2008. Um, Olympics. I think he, he won three golds in that, and maybe the, and the next one as well. I think he won three golds also. Mm. So I was how old was I then? I was twelve. Was I? No, oh, I done my math wrong. No, I was I was fourteen. Um, and so I was. I just decided like I'm going to save up for a bike. I thought it was the coolest thing ever to see guys going that fast and winning like that. And so I saved up for a bike, um, which I then broke. My, I broke my collarbone on that bike. So that went,
0: um,
1: that was what really got me into just like cycling in general. And then that sort of changed to, uh, triathlon. Um, and it's uh, the adventure thing for me is I enjoy the adventure thing, but I kind of enjoy the endurance side of it a little bit more, I think.
0: Right. So are you part of like, a club back home for triathlon?
1: No, I'm not. I'm a bit of a, weirdo sort of lone wolf i just i just train kind of on my own go swim on my own cycle on my own sometimes i've got a couple of mates t hook um who, who comes with me of Matty, um they come with me for you know a few rides and, and things like that they rode the first day of of this around the world playing mm-hmm. with me which they didn't yeah, they try. didn't <laughs> No, it was hot and horrible cycling through stains in uh you staying near Slough, um, yeah. cycling through there like in like 28 28- No, oh, that was not, it's not a cycling place at
0: all. <laughs> it must have been good to ride out with friends though. I, I managed to uh, have a couple of friends and my sister join me as well from the ride out from London. Ours was, yeah, it's the same thing, like riding through the centre of a city and out into the outskirts actually worse, I think. But uh, oh, yeah, it's oh, good my- to have that. Yeah, How far yeah. did you do on that first day? Because you're doing some crazy distances, right?
1: Um, the first day was, uh, it was 60, 65 miles. Um, so that was uh, a couple of guys I work with, um, uh, a guy who sponsors me, and then cosmetic courses, Adrian Richards, um, and uh, one of his mates. Um, and then three of my mates came as, as well. One was very hungover, turned up without a bike, without a bike helmet, and was just like, okay, we'll just try and sort it out. And uh, he did, he was very hungover, but made it all the way. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a real mix. And people that like, peeled off at different points, but four of us went all the way to uh, London from Oxford. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean that, to be honest, that first day didn't seem, it was great to have them with me, but it didn't really feel like it started yet. So I wasn't out on my own, I was. I was still, you know, with, with my mates. And the next day as well, I stayed with people that uh, they're sort of like friends of, of my family. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like I started until I got to
0: Calais. Did you, did you, I'm assuming you crossed in uh, Dover? Yeah. yeah, I crossed over to Calais as well. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, because for, for me it actually took a bit longer to uh, to sink in, I think. I think the first, the first, I think when I was alone, that first time was a real like emotional moment. But then I somehow i was still kind of in the in the there was just so much to think about so much to do it took a few weeks yeah. for me to kind of realize that i was going further and further away from home yeah, <laughs> and honestly. uh yeah I, did you have a moment the, really the from home?
1: yeah that was to be honest when i when i saw um the white cliffs of dover drifting away i think that's probably a classic thing for anyone leaving from the uk to to do a like a long journey To see those go into the distance was like you know i'm not going to see that for 10 months
0: yeah it was really
1: that was the weird feeling and then when i got to france i mean that's when like like the emotion of planning this however long for like a year and dreaming of it for eight years or whatever that's when all that emotion just crashed down and i spent like a week just trying to put in big miles cycling 90 95 miles a day wow Every morning, I was waking up in my tent, like in this sweaty tent, cause it was like that was the heat wave sort of time in Europe. <laughs> I just woke up, packed my tent up, put it on my bun, and I, then I was start for minutes and just start crying. It was a little, little thing ever. Um But yeah, it, it honestly, it was like the third day for me when I when I practiced. Where where were you when when like you were like oh I'm actually really far away from that? Um,
0: I think mine was when I got to. Um... Uh, to like northern Croatia and uh, I just it was just completely swarmed it was like not the not the part of Croatia that you you associate with you know holidays beach holidays all this amazing stuff it was just super poor flatlands I got went around a corner and a bunch of kids threw stones at me and then uh-huh. uh, I at night by this quarry and uh, and just got swarmed by mosquitoes like I met this German guy <laughs> Interesting, you so said that the next day he was there with his wife, I think, and he said that they'd like sprayed the whole area with like military planes to kill the bugs, but they just that had just killed all the big bugs and so all the small bugs had just risen up. So it was absolutely awful. Oh no. I've got a bivvy as well, so no space and no air. So I was I have to eat outside and then I, I was laying down at like with some daylight left and just swarms of bugs on the top. And I was just like, What what am I doing? Why am I here? yeah
1: i I thought about using a movie, but i just i know i kind of wanted a bit more space i suppose because they're they're really cramped you have to just get in and accept your fate that you're going to be lying there like that for however many hours
0: yeah i'm slightly regretting it in india as well i mean i've not i've only ridden here for five days because i'm i'm (laughs) i'm just sitting on the beach working at the moment until january but um i'm doing things like this but uh, but but yeah, I, the nights that I have camped out so far, it's there's no air at all in there, and like yeah, you can't eat sitting, you can't eat in there because you're, you're laying down. So I'm kind of rethinking that now. But uh, yeah, especially yeah. while well, I was saving weight, but uh, my so my bike, my kit was uh, when I flew from uh, from Georgia to Mumbai, I weighed yeah. weighed fifty two kilos. But yours, your whole kit is your whole kit is like eight kilos or something, right? um i thought it was I, th- I thought it was going to be um yeah. but i think
1: so my bike is 15 um nice. and my kit actually turned out to be double that my kit was uh so my total weight i think was 32
0: okay so
1: i'll uh, double that i don't know why i not even thought that i could just like not even have the the panniers on the side just have like a tent and then a seat bag but yeah. you, I don't think you can do that for an entire year. Well, you could do, but you'd be living a like quite expensive life, living in hotels or being miserable all the time.
0: Yeah, the credit card style touring like, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, out yeah. of the I'm, stuff, with you, what is there? Is there stuff that you've got rid of, or the stuff that you just really wish that you brought?
1: Um, for me, like the when I'm going up a hill. All I can think about is what I have in my bag. And it, I, it just like plagues my mind every time. So I'm not, I never miss anything. I never think, oh, I wish I had that. Sometimes I wish I had a good camera. I just use like this Chinese phone or the iPhone. Um, yeah. They don't always capture great, great images. But uh, yeah, I've thrown, I threw away my stove in the first few weeks. Um, I've thrown away a few clothes. Uh, I threw away. Um, a selfie selfie stick. I have no idea why I brought that with me. I have no idea. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was just completely useless. Um, Throw away. Actually, I was reading. Um, you know, Mark Beaumont, the guy that uh, he just, last year cycled around the world in eighty days.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. If uh, when we talk about inspirations earlier, he's definitely one of my top inspirations for this trip. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Mine too. Mine too. Um, but I was reading his book along the way. And I was so like, focused on the weight. Every no offense, Mark, if you ever watch this, um, every page that I read, or well, say I sat down for like half an hour I read twenty pages, I would rip those twenty pages out and put them, put them in the bin and I'm just like, you yeah, that's a bit of weight safe there, like one. Yeah, right. so, yeah. so I'm a better way a... about weight. Really
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry? It's quite a big book as well, so losing losing pages as you go is probably saving a bit of right. weight. That, have you read it? I've read it, yeah, yeah. I've still got it. slightly water-damaged copy back at home, which I've taken out on various trips.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. A, I can't I just, I can't even... I know you have support team and everything like that, but I just like, I can't imagine cycling 400 kilometres a day for yeah. 78 and a half days or whatever it was. That's just... I can't... I, like I just can't imagine ever doing that. It's too much.
0: Yeah, well, I mean like between me and you i feel i've got a similar kind of uh, disbelief because you know for me i'm cycling maximum of sort of six weeks back to back with a few rest breaks there but you've been doing a pretty solid pace right because how long are you planning for this whole trip uh, do you think it will take the whole trip i uh, planned 10 months. Um, 10 months yeah and
1: the, the, the original route I planned was 21,500 miles. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of planned that as a bit of a buffer because to circumnavigate the world, you only have to do 18,000. Um, so, yeah. the, I mean, the, like Iran and Pakistan, I had to cut miles out there because I couldn't get the visa. Um, it was somewhere else I cut miles out. I think Switzerland and Italy. I have to admit, I took a train across the Alps
0: really
1: I did yeah I kind of I kind of regret that now I, I, I was really worried about getting too tired because it was at the end of France and like emotionally I was so drained I didn't want to like throw myself into the Alps and try and do 100 miles uh, a day there Um, but yeah 10 months I'm thinking to do 18,000 miles and at the moment I'm, I'm on track it's 11,500 in the last four months wow uh, so I think mathematically, I'm a little bit behind, but Australia is going to be like big miles. <laughs> flat,
0: yeah. And so how are you pretty much going nonstop? Do you have time off the bike as well every now and then? Oh yeah, I have time off every
1: now and then. Um, uh, when did I have, I did, I had one day off in Thailand um, to do laundry and stuff. Cause I just, I got really disgusting. Um, <laughs> india i didn't have any days oh i have one day off for their um this era like their religious uh festival um yeah one day off through india Uh, yeah it's just sort of every now and then like if if i need to have a day off then 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 i kind of know at the start i was way too focused on like stop being an idiot you don't need a rest let's just go but then i was doing less miles i would get to like 50 miles for the day and be like I cannot go anymore because I just yeah. fatigue myself way too much. But uh, how much are you doing? Like rough, like when you have these six week
0: like blocks, how much are you? Yeah, doing? Um, it varies a lot on the terrain. I'm I'm sure you found this as well. But um, in Europe, I was uh, I took a fairly flat route. Um, I think my biggest climb was about 500 meters or something. So I I was doing my, my I did maybe two or three hundred mile days in the whole thing. But generally, I stick to about 120 130 kilometers in in europe and then now when i hit turkey that just went straight to to like 90 80 times a day just because oh, the climbs were just unbelievable and i took a very long route around the country and uh there was certain things where there was just gravel tracks that were just totally like ungraded just yeah. you know 10 15. I,
1: I avoided those gravel tracks through turkey but the but the hills like it's, it's actually a really long country i didn't realize it. yeah but the hell really like they really hurt i, I don't know it was, uh, whether it was you or, or someone else that i saw posted um posted something about like they by the time they had got all the way through turkey they would have climbed everest three times or, or yeah, something. That was, yeah. yeah 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 it was
0: something yeah it was something insane it was yeah it was because it's how long is it it's so it's, it, was, it took a month so it must be about three thousand kilometers Something like 3,000 kilometers and 30,000 meters climb or something ridiculous. Yeah, More than 1,000 meters climb on average each day that I rode across, across Turkey, which, yeah, beautiful country, beautiful country. But, yeah, and then it took six weeks for me to get across Turkey, but four weeks to get across the entire of Europe. And if you look at it on a map, somehow it doesn't feel right, but it's, yeah, you're right, it's a very long country.
1: Yeah,
0: um, so, out of your the, the countries that you've visited so far, what was the sort of the best experiences that you've had? The best countries, if you can, you can group it to that level, or maybe just specific experiences in those countries that you that you really look back on and you're so thankful that you did the trip for.
1: Yeah, um, I suppose Azerbaijan was. Uh, I don't. I, no offense to any Azerbaijan people out there I I didn't think the country itself was very interesting like they're not geared up for for having tourists or or things like that Um, but it's very flat like most so I think it was five days through Azerbaijan and it was 100 meters climbing sort of average a day you know it was it was really it was lovely but the reason I like that is because i had been cycling on my own for so long and then in Georgia I met a German guy called Linus Um, and we decided he was going on the same route to Baku. Um, and then he went down through threw around and I flew to India. Um, but it was just really nice to, to cycle with someone for for five or six days. Um, Georgia, I just hit a real low point. I just hit like a real mental, like, what am I doing? This is,
0: you know, but you just
1: question everything and you're just, yeah.
0: Um, what was it about Georgia that triggered that? Or do you think it was just a particular time in your, in your Fatigue. Um, what
1: was the trigger? I think it was um, like I think it was physical fatigue and also the fact I've been sort of bullying myself to, to do miles like mm. the way I kind of think of it is since Georgia the trip has you know the challenge or the adventure has, has been mine and I've, I've done it the way I wanted to do it whereas I felt I put so much pressure on myself from Oxford or from London to Georgia. That by sort of the end of Turkey and, and in Georgia, I just wasn't, I wasn't enjoying because I just punished myself mm-hmm. so much um, mentally. That is. So then, like, I had, I think, I had a week off actually in, in Georgia. So I just like, I had to come to the end of like my mental tether, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, meeting this guy and he was doing the same sort of mileage as me every day. Um, and he was yeah he was really like pumped and we got on really well, so
0: yeah. that was how that was. Sorry. And how did it change your your kind of daily daily schedule, daily style? It, it just
1: it just gave me more like after so then when I flew from Baku to Mumbai, then it, it I felt like it was kind of my adventure again. You know I I wasn't putting so much pressure on myself like you have to be up at six you have to just you know if you're too late to get breakfast you have to go um and i found after taking all the pressure off i was much more comfortable with with doing bigger miles i found i was doing much more um just I, I, i don't know what it was like positivity um it just felt like i had control again so that was that was, yeah, that was a big, that was a big bonus. And ever since then, I haven't really mentally struggled. Obviously at times physically it's it's tough, but since that point, I haven't, you know, had a, had a morning where I woke up and thought, I just don't want to do this. Every morning now is like, awesome, let's, you know, let's crack on. It's going to be a good day or a bad day or whatever, but, you know, it's going to be exciting nonetheless. There are so many people out there that, may want to do something like this or explore the world in, in this way because it, it's incredible to like, to experience all of this. So I kind of realized how lucky I was that I have the chance now to to do it. And I was kind of wasting that time before, focused on too many other sort of negative externalities, I guess. So
0: it's interesting that it took someone else's perspective to uh, to kind of bring that to your mind. Um, it's interesting that that, that helped
1: yeah yeah definitely um i'd say another positive was probably i, I don't know why it's just because it, it might just be because it's fresh in my mind but thailand has mm. has been really awesome thailand has been because i think because india and bangladesh and myanmar they weren't sort of i didn't find them very sort of accessible i didn't find mm. like I found there was too much attention on kind of what i was doing i found i wasn't like that comfortable with going and eating because 40 people surround you instantly the second you sit down and i'm sure you know from being there as soon as you sit down in a restaurant you have got tons of people coming up to you asking for selfies and things like that um and then when i got to thailand i mean there's like there's a kfc every every 10 miles there's a cafe amazon or whatever they call it every 10 miles and and i've just been if i'm honest i've had one kfc every day while i've been at thailand i'm not ashamed of that time.
0: high protein <laughs> high performance meal there <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah exactly um but yeah it's, it's it's uh it's been really enjoyable you're you're coming through thailand as well right
0: yeah so i'm uh, here until the new year in Goa, and then i've i've got a long i've got a five-month visa here so i'm going uh, hopefully to the south, southernmost tip, and then up to Nepal. And then and I'm actually really, uh, it's really helpful for me to follow you because I uh, i kind of left with no idea of a lot of the rest of the trip just because there's so many things involved, I'm not sure what you found. But, um, and because I'm going a lot slower, I've got time to stop in each country and kind of plan the next leg. So I, I wasn't even sure where, how I was going to get out of India until I arrived here. Um, not sure I should have said said that for the immigration <laughs> service. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's really interesting to see that there uh, that there's a route out to the east, and uh, I've also had such amazing people say such amazing things about the kind of northeast of India as well. And uh,
1: yeah, and
0: looking forward to Southeast Asia a little bit more. Did you have any trouble with border crossings and uh, and visas and bureaucracy and that kind of thing getting out of India?
1: I had uh, I had no trouble with visas, but the bureaucracy is is painful there. Like as soon as i got to even like myanmar they just check it stamp it everything's fine sign a little thing away you go it's took 10 minutes but every indian border crossing there was some issue there was some like delay bangladesh there was also the same thing there was some delay i don't know whether it's because they take their jobs too seriously or because they think that you're an actual threat i don't i don't know what it is or they just want to keep you around but bangladesh are you, are you going through bangladesh
0: uh, I'm not sure yet. I might be going more north to Bhutan, depending on whether you need access visas for that part of uh, part of India.
1: Uh, okay. Okay. And well, Bhutan. I was in India had put me in in such a bad mood just because of the stress of not eating and trying to cycle, you know, however many miles a day. Um, so I, when I got to Bangladesh, I sort of remained in that bad mood, and then as I was leaving Bangladesh to go to that other sort of that little Eastern sort of hook on, Mm -hmm. um, they tried to charge 500, I think it's 500 tacker. I think they call it. Um, which is like five pounds for road tax. Yeah. And usually usually I think I'd be right with that. I'd be okay. I'd just like smile and pay and whatever. But I was, I was in such a bad mood and I was so sick of the the roads because the roads were just mentally bad. Um, but I just like refused to pay. I was like, I'm on a bike. Why, why do I have to pay you know know, what, what's the law? I I don't see a law here that says, you know, I didn't know. No one told me when I entered that I have to pay 500 at the end. And so they kept me there for three hours and I was arguing with me. I was arguing with them. We didn't speak other's languages. It just didn't work at all. Um, but after three hours, they, they were just like, so sick. of Me sat there and all of these villages. You know, people from like surrounding the room, um, that they would just like, get out, you know, go just cross the border. We wow. don't want to. So that was, uh, I'm I'm going to say that was a victory for me. I mean, it, at the time I was still so angry, but
0: looking back, yeah, yeah, a lot of commitment to stick it out. I would be run away from that situation. <laughs> I'm slightly embarrassed yeah.
1: about it now, but yeah, it was it was it. Was good. <laughs>
0: Have you had to do any haggling lately? Because I've I've absolutely suck at that. It's, I'm terrible. Paid yeah, the I get, price for
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of an awkward thing to do. You got to go into it with so much confidence, don't you? I haven't done yeah. it entirely because they're just like they're so they've got such nice smiles. They could they could they could ask me to pay anything almost, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I believe you that that's the actual price." Um, <laughs> not in in India. A little, a little bit. There were some things that. Because, you know, in India, it has that um, MRP, doesn't it? The maximum retail price on yeah. all yeah. the things. Obviously, they see that, you know, you're a, you're a white guy. You, you haven't been here before or whatever. So they, I think sometimes they try to um, charge, like, double the price or something. I was like, no, 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 no. It says it on the bottle. Yeah.
0: yeah. Although I got told in a restaurant the other day that that doesn't apply there. But I'm, I need to look that up because I'm not sure if that was just an excuse. <laughs> oh, wait, it not
1: apply in the restaurant
0: yeah yeah because they charged me literally they like you said they charged me double for like a can of fanta or something and uh, oh. so I said, it's written on the bottom and he said oh oh well, no, no no and i was like it's against the law i to sell it more than that and he's like oh not in rest- restaurants and I was like, oh. so um they love it there's always ways around it <laughs> that i failed yeah. at haggling there as well <clears throat> so um where are you heading next where am I heading next? Um, yeah. So
1: tomorrow morning um, I'm going to cross the border into uh, Malaysia, um, and then I think it should take I think it should take two days to get to Kuala Lumpur, um, and then from Kuala Lumpur down into Singapore, and then from Singapore flight Perth. But I'm nice. I'm spending my mate and his family are in Melbourne for Christmas. Um, so my aim is to get there by the twenty-fourth.
0: Okay, I'll oh, so you have Christmas with people you know. It's a good. Yeah. Mileage-wise, that's it's going to be tough though, because
1: it's, uh, it's about four. about four thousand kilometers from here, so if you take a day out for the flight, um, it's yeah. I'm going to have to average, you know, like one hundred and ninety kilometers a day. So that that's uh, an interesting challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's serious. <laughs> Home there in time for Christmas. Yeah. And then from from there, where are you? Uh, where are you heading? What's the whole? What's the round the world plan?
1: So cycling to actually, do you mind? Do you mind if I just use the toilet quickly?
0: Yeah, yeah no worries. No, no, no. I drank too much
1: water.
0: <laughs> so let me share some uh, photos. Of Alex while, uh, while he's in the toilet. Let's see if this works. There uh, we go. I've been enjoying Alex's little uh, videos, he does quite regularly on Instagram. It's well worth following. Hey, um, I was just doing a look, showing your Instagram uh, page while you were out to see videos back, cool. Plug well, it, nice. So, um, um, okay, yeah, so yeah. what's the
1: rest of Yeah, from here, so yeah, Singapore to Perth and then cycle the south coast of Australia to Sydney. Uh, I think about 4,000 kilometers. Um, and then from Sydney fly to Christchurch on the South Island of New Zealand, and then. Oh wow! <clears throat> so you're going to New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I mean, I've only heard amazing things about New Zealand. I've never heard anyone that has been there say it's not their favourite country they've ever been to. Really? So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Land um, of the Rings.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think I'll be visiting. I'm not a big fan, um, ah. but it's there, isn't it? Um, so yeah then uh, from uh, so yeah up the North Island to Auckland and then from Auckland flight to San Diego um, and cycle up from San Diego to Vancouver and then from Vancouver to New York so it's kind of up the West Coast and then stay in Canada for a little bit and then drop down um, and go sort of through the north of North America and to New York, then fly from New York, New York to Lisbon, uh, and then oh, yeah. Lisbon, Paris. Oh, and leg. Uh, yeah, the final leg, the final sprint, which I uh, oh, yeah. trying not to imagine too much.
0: Uh, yes. Trying to a lot of miles to go is, today. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's an exciting thought. Though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything planned for, for when you come back, or is that too too far ahead to think about?
1: Um, I yeah, I have been thinking. Um I don't to be honest I, I don't feel like I could just go back to normal life kind of instantly um mm-hmm. I think I'll kind of need to wind wind down somehow you know whatever that is um, and also I'll, I'll be I've become so accustomed to just being on my own um that maybe I'll have to feed people back into my life slowly. <laughs> Because I don't yeah you know I, I don't know, maybe I might just find I might just find it easy to go back to normal life, but yeah, I've got some some more sort of uh adventure slash endurance things I'm thinking about for the future, but they're just sort of pipe dreams at the moment.
0: Nice, so already thinking about future plans
1: <laughs> I mean, the most recent one that that I'm getting very excited about is I've just been like thinking about. My, like Mark Beaumont's record is so insane. Mm. Um, I would love to. I would love to try and beat it, but to beat it, I would have to. Like, the, the amount of money involved, the amount of training involved, physically. I, I obviously I'm not there yet. Um, physically, I think I can do it. Mentally, I don't know. Probably, you know, maybe. Um, but I bet that's kind of what I've been planning, getting excited about is thinking about, you know, in two years time or something, playing a team together, trying to get sponsors. Um, wow. but it's, it's a serious bike dream because I would have to cycle like 420 kilometers a day um for 76 days or, or, or whatever, you know, 77.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing ambition this amazing feat I I was looking at the have you seen the transcontinental uh, race which seems to be gaining popularity recently I've heard of it I haven't I haven't ever
1: actually like followed it though
0: no it's just interesting because that it seemed like it's sort of like people have to realize I think that it's beatable sometimes the, the record seems to just drop like by huge amounts obviously there's a difference between unsupported and supported with Mark in fact that he sort of went for both at different points in his life but um, yeah with the continental race uh, I, I haven't really followed it too closely so I, I don't know the exact details but basically you know people have been doing it for years this year it comes in popularity someone came in and basically did the equivalent of, of marks around uh, the world trip that he was doing like 400 500 kilometers a day for the first few days and sleeping in hotels whereas everyone else you know camps out and and has done it like many yeah, yeah. a day. it just took someone to kind of try that new thing to uh, to to just completely upset the record in that respect but um, that, yeah know,
1: that's the thing once once someone once someone goes to that length, once someone puts in that much work and, and, and like, takes their body to like, the absolute limit, I, I feel like 400 kilometers a day is somewhere very, very close to the absolute limit. Mm-hmm. And once someone does that, once someone's brave enough to do that, like, you can't even compete unless you are willing to just put yourself in the bin, basically. You gotta just like, accept, you're gonna be in pain for a long time you know, during and after so yeah so what do they so they so it's transcontinental goes from where to where
0: uh i'm going to show my ignorance here i i don't actually know <laughs> but it's across <laughs> europe I, I believe it's across europe um and it's a yeah. set it's maybe a set course i don't know i should i should know more about it it is, but it's i just really i've been surprised at its popularity i mean i was saying before uh we jumped on the call I was, I was watching some gcn videos like i've been following channels like that for a while and it's all about you know road bikes road bikes road bikes but in the last. Yeah at least in the last year or so, I've just seen a huge explosion in people really going nuts about bike packing and they're doing videos where they'll go to Morocco and cycling to the mountains and all this kind of stuff, all the stuff that that we're doing, but on a kind of a, you know, a a trip level and with, you know, with a road bike with a, you know, an appy bag on the back or something, Um, which I think is amazing. It's amazing how accessible it is now to kind of do that. And a lot of airlines, especially shorter haul will do put the bike on for no extra cost. Um, and yeah, and then at the same time, these races like transcontinental are becoming more popular. Where before it was a bunch of crazy nutcases like, why would you ever want to spend yeah. like yeah. racing across Europe, feeding yourself it's... along the way, doing your own navigation along the way. Now it seems to be somehow a more more popular thing. Yeah, I think
1: it's been made more glamorous. I actually I do know about the guy that you you're talking about that just did it. Um, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Lee, it's Lee someone I think. Yeah. um but yeah, he smashed it. yeah i think he was doing about the same i think before that it was sean conway um and he, he did it averaging like uh 100 and 160 170 miles a day um but yeah nice. like in a tent and all self-supported and everything i think he's just snuck it in before lee lee timis i think it is ah,
0: nice the- <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no i didn't no my phone's there um oh, right. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: the, I think exactly. Lee was going to support it um, yeah obviously he smashed it yeah he, he didn't get nice yeah I mean it feels like if you were the first person to realise that actually if you just didn't take anything with you except the credit card, it, it, it kind of changes the spirit of it I suppose is the other argument like is it truly the same thing if you're staying in hotels but it says the endurance feat is, stands by itself in those respects doesn't it it just does mean that the race splits a little bit between the sort of Bearded campers who are cooking their own their own coppers in the morning versus those that are just on a, like a tri bike with a with a credit card. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, personally, for me, like it's been great. I've I've kind of explored, like, been experiencing both because I'm not, uh, you know, I have quite a lightweight setup. I suppose relatively compared to yours. Obviously, I'm like 20, 20 kg lighter. Yeah, um yeah. So that must suck for you. Um, <laughs> But then you know sometimes you have really really fast days when it's flat. I can average, you know, a a really you know like thirty kilometers an hour or something like that. Um, And but then I also have the option of being obviously I'm not bearded, but being the sort of nomad traveler kind of thing where you're in a tent and you you've got your tin of like cold beans or or whatever. But then obviously tonight I'm staying in a hotel, so it's nice to have the best of both. For me personally, it's. I don't know about you, but for me, it's the like endurance side of things like m- like feeling the pain at the end of of a day. but it's kind of like the the triumph. So like one hundred and sixty five today, I kind of like strolled pretty lazily into the hotel. my legs are they don't burn, they're just like tired. Right. but I, I love that feeling of like you have just cycled from here. To hear, you know, yeah. that's a big. Mind. I just, I just love that feeling. Like, I just love knowing that. And for me, the adventure side is is important because it's a real motivator as well. But I just, yeah, I just kind of like the, I don't know, sense of achievement. Basically. Of-
0: yeah, absolutely. It's incredible what you can achieve with such little stuff. Really, it's a, it's. I totally agree. It's- a very rewarding thing. I didn't think I'd I would have got this far. If I didn't totally agree with you there. So yeah. it's an amazing feeling. Was your, so, was, your um, plan, was your plan? Oh, was,
1: was your what was the like? Has your plan changed since you
0: left? Has has your plan changed? Much? Um, uh, in certain ways, but I mean, mine because because uh, my plan has always been more of a lifestyle change than a set goal like I, I haven't got like a set I don't want to I don't need to get around or want to get around the world in X number of days for example and I, I'm very lucky in that I don't necessarily have to be back with the ability to stop and open my laptop and get get work done um, yeah. so my brain very consciously that kind of uh, slow slow approach really so my original plan when I left was um, yeah was to to take take at least two years and work six months each year and cycle for six months each year. The way it's fallen has been very different actually. it's I've tended to cycle for a month to six weeks and I've worked for longer periods of time, mostly. Um, but I think it's just because I'm finding my way a little bit. It was a lot harder to kind of get work and keep work than I thought it would be when I left. So I've spent more time sitting, which is a bit frustrating, sitting waiting to kind of work out what jobs I'm gonna do freelance wise and things. Um, But now I'm settling in a bit more. The new year I'll have maybe two months solidly cycling to get around and out of of India and see the Himalayas and things like that. Uh, The main things that have changed, which is the same for you, I think, is the um, inability to get an Iranian visa without having an escort, which is a real shame. I was really looking forward to cycling through Iran. Um, Yeah, me too. And and then other than that, I haven't actually, like I say, I haven't got plans for parts of the rest of the world. I'm just trying to see how I go along the way. Um, I can let you know yeah but for me i mean my the reason for me leaving was really just the just the adventure and the lifestyle change i haven't got like a, a, a like brand, uh necessarily like a charity or, or or sponsorship element to it which is an interesting thing to discuss with you like what is your <coughs> reason for leaving personally but also kind of sponsor wise and and brand and uh charity wise you've got links right
1: yeah so what what was my reason for leaving like personally what like Drove me yeah. to it. Yeah. Drove me yeah. to it. it. sounds like I murdered someone. Um, the, the reason, well, I'm, I'm going to, like, it was it was Mark Beaumont's book. Again, I know I've mentioned it. I'm a bit of a fanboy, as I'm, I nice. think you are as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I read his book when I was 15, his first one, when he went around the world um, solo and, and unsupported. Um, and that just, like, it really that was the most exciting thing I'd ever read. Like it was just unbelievable. The limits he he took himself to, the planning he had behind it, and just like the idea of like you are on your own cycling through these incredible places. I I couldn't think of anything more exciting. Um, And then I didn't really really think about it for a while. Um, I didn't really like look at it at all or like read the book or anything again. Um, I just like went through school and, and university kind of not with no direction really. I guess I didn't like I played football a lot um, for for university, but I didn't I didn't have so much of like a a, a drive because maybe I, I you know I was just kind of stuck in in that sort of school system that right. I think is kind of broken. Um, and you know I was thinking about oh I have to go work in an office or you know I have to try and earn as much money as I possibly can. And then I sort of came across the book again. I, I, like, I was just, it was on my bookshelf or something like that. And this was well after uni when I started my my job. Um, and I just saw I saw the book and I read it again. I was like, oh my goodness! Like, I forgot this is my dream. You know, this is what I've always wanted to do. Um, I would have loved it if he hadn't broken the record and put it 80 days because I would have loved to have had a go at at like doing it in 150 days or something and, and trying to beat that record he set 10 years ago um, and the records people have, have, have set since. Um, so I kind of balanced it out, I suppose. I, I decided it's going to take 10 months, 18,000 miles. Um, and once I realized that I was so focused, I just quit my job. Um, I moved home. I got a job at home, so I didn't have to pay any rent. Um and it was just like a more sort of stable environment to, to be in, to plan and to like prepare myself mentally. Um, and then once I sort of sorted that out, I realized that, you know, and, and sorted sponsors as well, Energy Generators, company I was working for, shout out to them. Let me nice. see. Um, Jinglish, this is my uh, friend George's gin, gin company, future gin company, cosmetic courses, Adrian Richards. Um, this is my stepdad's company, Premier Consultants, shout out Premcons. Um, do you have a, uh, have you had this 060 map? Uh, the, no, I haven't. So they, I think I sent you the link for uh, the that tracking map. Um,
0: yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, these guys make the, uh, make the map. A guy called Anthony does. It's awesome, really, really good. Um, not too, not too expensive either. Um, and yeah, it works perfectly and it it draws this like really clear thing. I have this, I'll get it out. So this Garmin, um, basically every, every half an hour, I think it's Garmin Explorer. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Every half an hour that sends up like a signal. Um, well you set it to 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, um, Sends up a signal and then sort of plots your location, and he sets it up so that it like correlates on the map. That's perfect. You know, it's, it stops my mom from worrying too much because as long as she knows yeah. I'm moving at the right time, then I'm not, um, I'm not dead. Um, so, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's good. Um, so yeah, once I had sort of sorted that out, um, I kind of realized that through, like, pursuing my dream, and I was very like thankful to have, kind of realized. After not having too much direction, realized like this is this is it. You know, like this it just felt like the the perfect thing, the exact right thing to do. Um, so, I, but I thought you know I can help a lot of people um, at the same at the same time. So, I have two charities um, that I am raising money for. Uh, one is the Jack O'Donnell Foundation. Um, so Jack Jack O'Donnell was a guy in the year above me at school. Um, I didn't I wasn't like friendly. I didn't know him. Um, some of my mates um, were friends with him. But he was an excellent sportsman. You know, really really nice guy. Um, from from everything I've been told, and his family are lovely as well. And they basically set up a, a foundation sort of in his name after he died, um, that funded or uh, well, it still does fund um, kids sort of less financially. Advantaged. Um, for example if you had a child and, and you couldn't pay for their tennis lessons or for them to go and compete in in a national championship or something like that um, you would apply to this foundation and and they would basically fund that um, i loved that because it had a link uh, to the school i went to um, and also i just i love the fact that it sort of, you know, in a way sort of nullifies that lottery of birth. You know, if you're born into a family that's got millions and millions of pounds, you're never going to have to worry about where your tennis racket's coming from or your football boots are coming from. Mm-hmm. Whereas this this foundation, I think, just do amazing things. Because for me, sport was the most important thing when I grew up. And and if that is the case for anyone else, I think they should also have that opportunity to, to you know, get involved. And, and if... They find the, their thing, they find their dream through that, you know, amazing. You can't. Um, Thank you.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the second charity is sponsor a Gambian child. Um, so I went to the Gambia when I was 16, uh, 17, I think, um, on, a, on a school trip. Um, so one of the teachers, or the teacher that, that organized it, um, Mrs. Kendall, child, um, she uh, uh, she runs a charity a charity called Sponsor a Gambian Child, and basically what that does is funds uh, you know pays for the school fees, school equipment, uniform, all of this stuff um, for, for a couple of schools in a town called Bakama in in the Gambia. Um, I mean, when I went there, they, they sort of in a, in a material sense they had very little, um, and I just thought you know the way that they hosted us, their smiles and and everything like that was was incredible, and I've always wanted to give something back to them. Um, again, it's got a great link to my school, so uh, before I left, I went and did a few sort of talks at my secondary school and tried to get them, you know, excited and, and stuff like that about it, and, and try and get them to help raise some money as well. Um, try and inspire them, I guess, is what I was trying to do. Yeah. I don't know if it was. Um, but yeah, those, those are the charities. And-
0: <laughs> Absolutely yeah awesome and so where can uh people go to support the charities and also to follow you and the rest of your trip
1: um instagram is sort of where i post everything um and i think most of it i don't know i'm not i think most of it goes on to facebook as well there's like an automatic switch thing that i think is meant to move it across the boat um, but Facebook yeah. or Instagram is, is is basically where you'll find anything. It's Prestige Worldwide. I think the camera is backwards, but Prestige <laughs> Worldwide. For anyone that has seen Step Brothers, it's uh, it's a play on Prestige Worldwide. Uh, um, yeah, that. it's a it's a weird name. It's a weird name. Um, but yeah, and then there, there'll be a link in my bio to go to the website. Um, and then there's a nice I'll on, the name.
0: on this video as well, and uh, on the podcast page, so you can go straight there. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, no worries, and yeah, thank you so much. I'll uh, I'll let you get a a shower and some food if you if you haven't already. It's it's so awesome that you can talk from a from a hotel room just via mobile phones. Technology is absolutely uh, awesome Excellent. these days. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you very
1: much for having me on. I appreciate it. it's it been good to chat yeah. to you and some other crazy guy as well in in perfect English.
0: Mostly, <laughs> yes, yes, thank yes. We so can. Uh, share the story and uh, if I'll be sharing this video um, as I'm sure you will later on it's the first time I've sort of interviewed another psychist, so I so as I've asked you um, I'm keen to hear anyone else adventure travel wise that, uh, that you'd like to to get on the podcast if you want to get more of them you can more entries like this you can subscribe to my youtube channel youtube.com slash Ben and, uh, yeah, comments below for who you'd like to see. Obviously, the end goal is to get Mark Beaumont on. So if we can work up with a podcast where people say how amazing of an influence he was, then maybe we can, uh, we can get him involved later down the road. Don't, don't tell him and, that uh, I, I, I said I was going to try and break his record. Don't tell him that. That's <laughs> no, I no, won't. We can keep that one a secret. I'm sure, I'm sure he's not watching now, anyway. Well, I don't know. So, yes. And, yeah, go on. Nice and uh, I'll be back on Tuesday with my uh, chat with Dan. And then hopefully uh, before, before the new year arrives, I'll uh, have arranged, corralled another fellow crazy cyclist to, to have a chat on the podcast. So Thank farewell. Thanks, mate. Nice to speak to you.